love one another, forgive, judge not, fear not. It's all such great advice with beautiful outcomes, but none of those principles is a one-step process. So let's talk specifics, the messy step-by-step. Welcome to, but how though, in a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. Welcome back to But How Though and a Bunch of Other Spiritual Conundrums. I am Rachel Larson. Last week, we were talking about how sometimes in order to fully join the team, Team Universe, you might have to get rid of some stuff. I was nudged to sell some stuff. And while on a practical level, that was actually beneficial because I didn't need the stuff. Other people could use the stuff. And I learned a great lesson through that. But as I kept going along my big ask path, I was nudged to give up some other stuff that turned out to be even harder and even more beneficial. And one of the most impactful things that I was asked to give up was a grudge. Now, I was very committed to this grudge. I had kept it for over 20 years. I think it was 22 years when I had to finally examine it at this level. It came from someone who I felt was mean to me and who I felt made my already horrible body image even worse. A teacher, my friends and I were with this teacher a lot. This teacher, for whatever reason, had said some very unkind things to me and to other girls about our bodies. This weighed heavily on me for years. And as I started to try to get better, try to heal from the eating disorders, try to heal my body image. I cast this teacher in a very villainous role in my life. And I imagined confronting this person all the time about all the mean things that they had said, about the impact that it had had, about all of the problems that this person had caused in mine and in other people's lives. Well, we did get a chance to confront this teacher one time. We had a reunion and the reunion was at my house. The teacher came with this whole group of friends that we spent so much time together in high school. And this teacher and another teacher came and we had such a great time, but there was a moment or two or seven where people started to confront the teacher about the mean things that this teacher had said. This person was completely blindsided. This person had no idea what anyone was talking about and acted as if this was all news and that none of those things had ever been said. Well, that wasn't the reaction I wanted. I wanted an acknowledgement at the very least. An apology would have been even better. That's not what happened. So I was able to hang on to the grudge. I was able to hang on to it with two hands because this person never even acknowledged what they had done, let alone apologized for it. Well, fast forward to 10 years after that reunion and My 20-year high school reunion was coming up. Several of my friends were flying in. Well, this group of friends that we spent so much time with was getting together again outside of the high school reunion festivities, and we started to plan a reunion. Well, this teacher contacted me personally. I should say that at this point, I had been in some pretty intensive therapy. I had been working on my body image, and I had decided I was going to forgive this person. So I was no longer held captive by my anger, I was no longer held captive by what I thought that this person had done to me. I was no longer the victim of mean words. I was in charge of my own self-esteem, my own body image, all of that. So I felt like by the time this person contacted me about this little extra reunion, 
I felt pretty good. They reached out in a private message and said, hey, is this just for students or can the teachers come too? I would love to see everybody. And my first reaction, I'm going to be completely honest, was, of course this teacher should come. That would be great. And in my mind, I had done the work. I had forgiven the grudge. I was no longer thinking of myself as victimized by this person. I had taken the higher road. So I get to this reunion party and I am so convinced of my cure (laughs) that when another student, one of my friends reached out to me and she said, Rachel, I got here early. I don't know what I'm going to do when I see the teacher. I'm kind of freaking out here. Are are you close? Where are you? I can't be here alone. I don't know what I'm going to do or say when I see this person. And I was seriously like, oh, oh. Okay, don't worry. I will be right there. Thank goodness. I don't feel those feelings anymore. Thank goodness. I've learned to forgive the grudge because I am not worried about what I am going to do when that person walks in the door. Well, guess what I had been thinking about the entire day? What that person would say or do when they saw me. How they would feel when they would see that I was so happy and successful despite what they had done and said to me. Okay. And when the person did actually arrive, it was astonishing how quickly I arranged myself based on where that person was in the room. It was astonishing the level of attention I was paying to that person, all of their conversations, all of their words. Could they see how happy and settled and healed I was? Were they in fact evolved themselves? What were they saying? Were they displaying any kind of progress or evolution from the mean and horrible person they once were? Had I been paying attention to the amount of attention I was actually paying this person, I think I would have had an inkling that I wasn't quite as healed or as far along on my forgiveness path as I was pretending to be. But instead, (laughs) I was taken completely by surprise. Another friend and I, we were standing there talking, reminiscing about all of our favorite memories. And this teacher came up and said, you guys... And when this person used this tone of voice, I always knew what was coming next because they, over the years, had frequently started sentences with you guys and then gone into, I just love you guys so much. You're like my own children. I would do anything for you. I think of you like family. These words I had heard so often over the years. And so I rolled my eyes inwardly and prepped myself for the sticky, sweet pronunciations of love that this teacher was about to give us. That is not what happened. You guys, pause. I just think you guys owe me a huge thank you. (laughs) I stopped short. Also, my heart started to race and I was on immediate defense mode. What did teacher just say? Yes, teacher goes on. Look at the way your lives turned out. You are all so successful, well-adjusted. I don't remember all of the adjectives that teacher used to describe us in this moment, but I do know teacher was trying to take absolute credit for everything good any of us had done or achieved in our lives because of teacher's influence in high school. Oh my gosh. It was like that moment in Finding Nemo (laughs) where Marlon is like, oh, I'm so happy. I feel so great. While they're looking at this glowy, glowy light. And then all of a sudden they find out the glowy light is attached to a mean fish and good feelings gone. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was sitting there basking in how far I had come, how forgiving I was that even though this person is going to go on and on about how much they loved me and refused to acknowledge how they had harmed me, I could just take it because I was the bigger person. I had chosen to forgive. Well, all of a sudden I'm faced with teacher not only completely ignoring all of the harm that had been done to me and my fellow students with teacher's mean words and actions. No, now teacher was trying to take credit for all the things that I had done despite the harm teacher had done. I couldn't stand for it. I couldn't stand for it. Something inside me just snapped. (laughs) And I turned into the worst version of myself possible. I went straight up passive aggressive and said, oh, really? Oh, really? You want a thank you note? (laughs) Teacher looked at me in surprise. So-and-so sent me a thank you card a couple of years back. And I'm thinking, so-and-so is a dude. So-and-so was never the victim of what you did to our body image. Never. Of course, so-and-so can dig up gratitude for you. And I said, oh, okay, so we could give you a thank you note. Do you want our therapy bills as well? The bite, the edge to my voice was almost tangible. (laughs) Teacher felt it. Oh, come on. Teacher said I wasn't that bad. And I look at my friend that had texted me earlier that was like on the verge of a panic attack because teacher was coming. And I said, oh, really? Do you want me to ask friend over there? Maybe friend could tell us about her therapy bills. Oh my gosh. You guys, the conversation was so poisonous. I, I had to be stopped externally. One of our other friends had to call so-and-so who did in fact write teacher a thank you note years earlier to come and rescue the conversation because I couldn't pull it together. It was embarrassing and it was discouraging. Because truly, you guys, in my mind, I thought I had forgiven teacher. What is forgiveness then if it's not permanent? What is forgiveness then if I can forgive, but then it all comes back to me the second anyone brings it up or the second I think about the situation and I'm angry all over again? What is forgiveness if it doesn't really stick? Fast forward two years. I had done nothing about the situation except worry a little that I would never understand forgiveness. And two years later, a member of our friend group died. Several of our other friends would be flying in for this funeral. I knew I didn't have to go, but two of my very best friends were flying in for the occasion and I felt the need to be with them. But what was going to happen when I was faced with teacher again? Teacher was definitely going to be there. Would I turn into that worst version of myself again, the complete shrew that couldn't hold it together and I would have to make the whole entire funeral about me and my anger? Was I going to be that girl? Because that's what happened at the reunion and I was not planning on it. I was so afraid that I wouldn't be able to control myself because my forgiveness wasn't bone deep. My forgiveness was only on the surface. I I had almost like an existential crisis. (laughs) Because honestly, how? How did I forgive? I thought that I had. I really thought that I had. And I read tales of people praying all day, wrestling with Team Universe over their problems. And I was like, no way. I couldn't even imagine praying for 15 whole minutes, 
let alone hours and hours and hours. Well, I get it now, okay? Because my conversation with Team Universe about this forgiveness situation took all day, the day before the funeral. Here's what I previously believed about forgiveness. I'd always heard forgiveness is for the victim. It's for peace. But what I saw was really forgiveness is a gift the victim gives the evildoer as a benevolent act that when the victim is able to reach the certain level of Zen, they can give the evildoer what the evildoer doesn't deserve. And they can do it with no strings attached because they have achieved this certain level of peace. And that when it says forgive and you'll be forgiven, it's a scientific principle. If your heart, if your heart is willing to believe forgiveness can be extended to you by team universe, or others, then your heart is also open enough to extend that to others. But I missed something in there. Because in that situation, if my heart is open enough to believe that forgiveness can be extended to me, I'm talking about by team universe. But then that means that my heart is open enough to extend forgiveness to someone else. That means by me, as if I am on the same level as team universe, as if I have the same perception of the situation as team universe. And I'm requiring myself to have that which is why I was not ever able to extend the gift. If I require myself to be as forgiving as Team Universe, guess what? From their perspective, we're all screw-ups with a ton of potential because it's just as easy to see one sin or mistake as a step on the road to progress for one person as another because we've all got a long way to go and mistakes are the road to get there. So for Team Universe, us making mistakes is part of the process. They don't have to get angry about it. But when talking about forgiveness for me, I have to factor in my perspective. I have to factor in my actual hurt feelings. So I'm sitting there with my hurt feelings and I have to ask Team Universe. I have to wrestle with Team Universe about my hurt feelings. Because in my mind, my hurt feelings are completely justified, which is why I'm hanging on to them. But I came to the point where I didn't want to hold them anymore. So I have to ask Team Universe, why can't I let it go? I really wanted to. I actually really wanted to at this point. But for some reason, I was white knuckle clutching this grudge because I had been wronged. Okay. And as I'm asking the genuine question, the first thing Team Universe very gently pointed out was that teacher didn't need my forgiveness. No, really. I pictured this teacher completely unaware of my grudge or my feelings. And teacher's life had gone on day in and day out just fine. Teacher didn't need anything from me. So forgiveness was not, in fact, a gift teacher needed from me, the benevolent bigger person which meant that grudge, it was mine and mine alone. Now, I know that this is a principle we can easily say the words about. It's easy to say the only person harmed by carrying a grudge is the person carrying it. I know it's easy to say it, but for some reason in our minds, we think by hanging onto it, we are somehow giving justice by withholding acceptance. And we kind of picture ourselves as the ones who need to bring the justice in the situation. That maybe if we don't give ourselves this justice by having these bad feelings, what if Team Universe doesn't give the justice that is required for the situation? What if they never feel it? What if they 
never feel how angry we really are. So then I have to passive aggressively attack someone so that they can feel it because I have been feeling it. So the least they can do is feel it because that's justice. But no part of the burden of our bad feelings is someone else's. That is what Team Universe pointed out to me. Ugh. I could try to make that burden teachers. And I did try passive aggressively at that reunion. (laughs) But that person could choose to take it or leave it because it isn't theirs. Now, this realization, albeit very elementary, and I know we talk all about it all the time in Christianity, it was a very big deal to me because for the first time I could see it in a different light. I could see that what I was carrying really was only on my lap. My feelings really only are mine. Even if I express displeasure or anger, I cannot hand that pain to them like I wanted to. (laughs) No one else is responsible for maintaining or resolving my feelings if they are mine and mine alone, which was another sucky realization. Okay, so at that point, I realized it's definitely on me because this information came from Team Universe. So I knew it was true. They do not lie. Also, it came gently. They do not try to hurt us. Only encouragement. That's the only thing that comes from them. So in that safe space of my wrestle, when I know I'm being encouraged and I know I'm being told the truth, I could finally drop the defenses. I could finally drop the, but but remember what teacher did. Remember what teacher said. I could set the grudge truly in my lap and look at it with Team Universe objectively. Okay, so I have this thing in my lap that I'm hanging on to, but I don't want it anymore. How do I ditch this thing? In my church, we have a little a study manual. It's called Come Follow Me, and it kind of dives into different scripture stories, asks in-depth questions, gives a great like study structure for individual study. Well, as it would happen, that week... We were studying Philemon in the New Testament. In Philemon 1, Paul is writing to this dude, Philemon, who was having a really tough time forgiving someone. What Team Universe pointed out to me was a little phrase that turned out to be the key to letting go of my grudge and actually embracing what forgiveness is. It's in Philemon 1, verses 15 and 16. That thou shouldst receive him, not now as a servant, but as a brother beloved. And it hit me. Receive them as a brother. Huh. More wrestling ensued with this because this teacher was not a brother. This teacher was a meanie. And I was a victim. And there it was. In order to forgive I would have to view teacher as an equal. Ooh, my ego roared, roared. Because, but I would never have said those things or done those things or even thought those things because I am not a meanie. I'm better than that. I'm better than teacher. And that is when it hit me. I couldn't let go of the grudge because of my need to feel like I was better. I needed a villain in my story so I could feel like a hero. My very language in my previous attempts at forgiveness pointed right to it. I'd be the, quote, bigger 
person. I take the quote higher road. All of those comparisons automatically denote a winner. And it had to be me. I would grant this gift as a benevolent hero to the villain below me because I am a better, more peaceful, more evolved human being. Teacher's not human. Teacher's a cartoon caricature of evil. I was using teacher as a character in my narrative to make myself feel better. Ugh. But if my purpose was to actually forgive, to keep the relationship or understand the perpetrator, to see the evildoer as equal, I would have to take a much different approach. I would have to accept teacher as a brother beloved. So I had to sit there and think about my brothers who are beloved. How would I have handled it if my actual brother had said or done these things to me? And it was so easy. It was so easy. I would go to my brother, tell him what my perception of the events was, and let him answer for it, defend it, reject it, apologize, whatever. But I would treat him like a human being because I do look at my brother as equal. I would bring him my heart so that we could patch the broken shard of our relationship without shattering any other part of it. I had not done that with teacher. Because my purpose in holding on to the grudge wasn't to salvage a relationship or to understand teacher better. It was to create a villain in my narrative that made me feel like the innocent, victimized hero. Seeing myself in that light, it was really hard. It was really hard. All this time, 22 years, I had thought of myself as the good guy. Only to find out that I was still just the insecure girl who couldn't confront someone honestly because I was too busy posturing in a story in my mind. I mean, that's not a good look. <laughs> that's not cute. That is not a good realization. And it took about another hour for me to compose the email <laughs> that I needed to send to teacher. If I was going to treat teacher like an equal, like a human, like a brother, beloved, I was going to have to bring my heart to teacher. And to explain what I had experienced and why I had held on to it. This particular story in my life turned out great. I love the outcome. Peace. Total peace. True forgiveness. That burden really was safely and completely handed over to Team Universe. I was able to go to that funeral and greet teacher without any hard feelings without any need to poke or prod or hurt or bring anything to teacher's attention in order to make myself feel better, that burden really was gone. And I wish I could say that was it, right? I learned the key to forgiveness and I've never been mad for longer than five seconds at anyone ever since. But no, it wasn't the end of my but how do I forgive path. It was literally the beginning I know this sounds super silly, especially if we do need to compare my story to someone else's. You're talking about someone who said some mean things 20 years ago. What about someone who was raped, cheated on, abandoned, neglected, used, taken advantage of, abused? What about those harms? I can't speak to all of those things, but I can say now forgiveness is for the person wronged. It's the peace and space that you need away from the harm done and away from the one who harmed you. Each harm done has its own steps to healing. And some 
of those harms are so complex that they have a lot more steps than others. Or they have steps that are just huge and take longer to climb than other steps. But the pattern to forgive is the same. The person who harmed you is in fact a person. That's sometimes painful to admit because we don't want them to be. Their standing with Team Universe is between them and Team Universe. Team Universe's perspective is a simple one. They make up the difference for everyone. Every mistake made, they meet us where we're at. They don't care if they have to take 10 steps to us or 100 steps to us. We all have distance to cover. They have to take steps to each one of us. But their standing with Team Universe has nothing to do with us. Their standing with us is up to us. Do we need them below us? If so, we're not seeing ourselves correctly. We don't need that. We're all the same. I know we don't want to believe we're all the same because some of the harms that are done are something that we would never do. But that's not the point. The point is, what does this particular harm require? Does forgiveness for this particular harm require a confrontation? Or perhaps an email? (laughs) Maybe. Does it require a salvaging of a relationship or possibly a termination of a relationship? Maybe. Does forgiveness for this particular harm require boundaries, time, or physical distance? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Each harm has to be looked at because it will have its own path. Healing is for the person harmed, and you get to decide. If I treat the harmer as a brother beloved, what does that look like in this situation? Team Universe will guide that journey with all the patience and all the tenderness you would expect from someone caring for the wounded. That I can bear witness of. That's all I got for this week. Please join me again next week. Life is hard. Relationships are hard and messy. Forgiveness is super hard. But if we can take down the walls enough to ask... We will find Team Universe loves to answer our questions, especially, but how though?